Welcome to A Great Big City News, Episode 11. Today, Times Square is bombed, a movie stunt gone wrong, and Fearless Girl takes a stand. Visit agreatbigcity.com slash support to learn how to support New York City local news and allow us to keep bringing you this podcast. If you are a New York-based business and will be interested in sponsoring our podcast, visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to learn more. 96 years ago, on March 5, 1923, human fly Harry F. Young falls to his death while climbing the Hotel Martinique at Broadway and 32nd Street. The stunt was a promotion for the movie Safety Last, starring Harold Lloyd, a comedic actor who performed a now-famous stunt where the main character climbs a building and dangles from the hands of a large clock. In the movie, the daredevil effect was achieved via camera trickery, so that it only looked like Harold Lloyd was hanging above a Los Angeles street. In reality, the film's producers hired human fly Harry Young to make a real climb without safety gear in New York ahead of the film's debut. In a photo that appeared in the Atlantic News Telegraph, Harry Young could be seen gripping the Martinique Hotel where it meets the neighboring building along Broadway between the 4th and 5th floors. A crowd had gathered at Greeley Square across from Gimbel's department store to watch his climb, and witness his death when he lost his grip and fell ten stories. Forty-nine years ago, on March 6, 1970, the Weather Underground townhouse explodes while the terrorist organization is constructing a bomb. The group's headquarters in Greenwich Village at 18 West 11th Street was completely leveled when a dynamite bomb exploded in the basement of the building and severed gas lines that fueled a fire. The group had recently begun experimenting with dynamite bombs as they thought they would have a greater impact than the Molotov cocktails they had previously been throwing. Three members were killed in the blast that happened just before noon, and two others who were upstairs at the time escaped and survived and were placed on the FBI's most wanted list, but were captured a decade later. The original townhouse was one of a row of townhouses built in the 1840s. The neighboring homes survived the blast and still stand today, with house number 18 being replaced by a modern design that juts out at a sharp angle toward the street, creating a triangular shape that looks as if the front of the building is rotated horizontally. In recent years, the front window of the home featured a Paddington Bear toy that would be dressed in a variety of outfits as the seasons and the weather changed. Eleven years ago, on March 6, 2008, a black powder bomb contained in a military ammunition case explodes outside the Times Square Army Recruitment Office. The blast occurred just before 4 a.m. and damaged the windows of the recruitment center, but thankfully no pedestrians were nearby at the time of the blast. Although the bomber was seen on security camera footage, it provided no useful information to their identity, and no one has ever been charged in the bombing. A 1980s bicycle found dumped at a nearby construction site is believed to have been the bicycle that the bomber is seen riding to Times Square, but no fingerprints or evidence were recovered from the bike. The FBI is still actively investigating the bombing, and a reward of up to $115,000 is still offered for information leading to the bomber's capture. Two years ago, on March 7, 2017, The Fearless Girl statue is placed at Bowling Green, facing the famous Wall Street Bull statue. 
It was placed by a corporation and installed with a 30-day permit that was extended, but the sculptor of the bull statue argued that it should be removed. In November 2018, the statue was removed from Bowling Green and relocated to a permanent position facing the New York Stock Exchange building. This was near the original site that the Wall Street bull statue was placed overnight illegally by the sculptor, and there have been recent rumors that the bull statue itself may be relocated to that position. Sixty years ago, on March 9, 1959, the Barbie doll debuts at the International Toy Fair in New York, eventually going on to sell over one billion dolls. Over the years, there have been a few New York-themed Barbie designs, like the Winter in New York Barbie wearing a fur-trimmed coat and a special edition Barbie that was only available at the Times Square Toys R Us. To celebrate the 60th anniversary, Mattel will be holding a special Barbie event this Saturday at 505 Broadway between Spring and Broom in Soho. There will be photo opportunities and vintage dolls to see, and the event is totally free, open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Saturday, March 9th. While I was looking for some historic events this week, I found a momentous occasion in AGBC history. Eight years ago, on February 27, 2011, I posted a blurry video clip of a huge cruise ship that would become the first actual post on the Great Big City site. Although A Great Big City began as a Twitter account in October 2010, it took a few months before the site was finished and I was able to start posting stories. The post of the cruise ship Norwegian Jewel sailing down the Hudson was the first actual post in the history, although on March 4, 2011, I did post a formal introduction to the site. We still use October 4, 2010 as the official birthday of a great big city, but it's fun to look back into our own history and remember posting that first story to the site. The website design may have been different, but the custom-made backend that runs the site is pretty similar to the way it is today, and it just evolved over eight years of use. Eight years ago, on March 4, 2011, the TLC releases the results of their Taxi of Tomorrow survey. In November 2010, the Taxi and Limo Commission asked for feedback on three new potential taxi designs, the winner of which would be granted an exclusive contract and eventually become the only taxi on New York City streets. In the 22,000 responses received to the survey, the results showed that a concept taxi made by Carsan, a Turkish commercial vehicle manufacturer, won the highest approval rating. New Yorkers also reported that the cost of taxi rides was their greatest concern, but coming in as the second most annoying part of riding in a taxi was Taxi TV. When riders ranked what was important with the taxi itself, they ranked environmentally friendly as their top concern, with durability and ease of repair taking last place, an issue that the taxi owners themselves probably hold in a higher regard. The taxi contest would conclude in May 2011 when the Nissan NV200 was announced as the winner of an exclusive contract estimated to be worth $1 billion. After a difficult rollout, challenges from disability advocates, and complaints from medallion holders, the taxi and limo conditioned back down in 2018 and approved a list of 30 vehicles that could be used as yellow cabs instead of requiring every taxi to transition to the Nissan van. Even though the Ford Crown Victoria has been discontinued, you'll still see a variety of taxi vehicles on the streets, which include the Nissan van and the Ford Transit Connect concept that was part of the Taxi of Tomorrow. But the highest-rated car sand taxi concept that would have been built in Brooklyn was never made.
Two years ago, on March 7, 2017, the FDNY debuted a new tethered drone with an infrared camera that they could use to watch fire scenes. The drone uses infrared cameras to see differences in heat that can show firefighters where potential dangerous conditions may exist behind walls or within ceiling spaces. To fly for extended times, the drone is tethered to a base station that provides power and a hardwired link so that fire commanders can watch video of the scene from above. The FDNY certainly paid for the setup with one drone system from the manufacturer costing $85,000. But it does have a nice red paint job and an FDNY logo. We appreciate hearing from you and everything you do to make a great big city possible. You can make a monthly or one-time contribution at agreatbigcity.com support, and local businesses can promote their products and services directly to interested New Yorkers by advertising on this podcast. Visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to get in contact and learn more. With your support, you can guarantee that A Great Big City will be here to show future generations of New Yorkers blurry footage of new hovering cruise ships sailing down the Hudson. Park of the Day Captain Rivera Playground, 156th Street in Woodstock in the Bronx. This playground honors Captain Manuel Rivera Jr., a Marine pilot from the Bronx who died during a training mission in Operation Desert Shield. If you're interested in keeping the city's parks clean, visit Canarsie Park for a forest restoration event on Saturday, March 9th. Volunteer with the stewardship team and learn how to protect natural areas in Canarsie Park and identify and safely remove invasive plants. Come dressed with sturdy shoes and clothes you don't mind getting dirty. Registration is required for the event. That's Saturday, March 9th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Call 718-392-5232 for more information. Even though the week will be bitterly cold, you can't let a good concert go by. So let's see where our robot friend will be going this week on the concert calendar. This is the AGBC concert calendar for the week of Sunday, March 3rd. Cold Cave, Adult, Psychic TV, and Sextile are playing Brooklyn Steel on Monday, March 4th. The Monochrome Set and the Jet Beats are playing the Bowery Ballroom on Monday, March 4th. Ice Cube is playing Terminal 5 on Wednesday, March 6th. Morbid Angel, Blood Incantation, Cannibal Corpse, and Nicot are playing the PlayStation Theater on Thursday, March 7th. Nothing, Candy, and Tony Molina are playing Brooklyn Bazaar on Thursday, March 7th. State Champs and Our Last Night are playing the Best Buy Theater on Friday, March 8th. The Black Queen, Kanga, and Uniform are playing the Music Hall of Williamsburg on Friday, March 8th. Robin is playing Madison Square Garden on Friday, March 8th. Trisomy 21 and Brighter Death Now are playing Brooklyn Bazaar on Friday, March 8th. The Sound of Animals Fighting is playing Terminal 5 on Friday, March 8th. Queensryche, Fate's Warning, and The Cringe are playing Irving Plaza on Saturday, March 9th. Weezer, Basement, The Pixies, and TV on the Radio are playing Madison Square Garden on Tuesday, March 12th. Teenage Fan Club and The Love Language are playing the Bowery Ballroom on Wednesday, March 13th. The Movie Life and Travis Shuttle are playing the Brooklyn Night Bazaar on Friday, March 15th. 
Massive Attack is playing Radio City Music Hall on Friday, March 15th. And the Bouncing Souls and Strike Anywhere are playing White Eagle Hall in Jersey City on Saturday, March 16th. Thanks for listening. Find more fun things to do at agreatbigcity.com slash events. Here's something you may not have known about New York. Central Park's Great Lawn was originally a reservoir of fresh water for the city's water supply system. In 1931, it was drained and filled in with material excavated from Rockefeller Center construction and the 8th Avenue subway. The extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history. A record high of 79 degrees on March 10, 2016. A record low of 3 degrees Fahrenheit on March 5, 1872. Weather for the week ahead mainly dry and well below normal temperatures are expected through midweek. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City and email contact at A Great Big City with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. Subscribe to AGBC News wherever you listen to podcasts or you can listen to each episode on the podcast pages at agreatbigcity.com slash podcast. Wherever you're listening, subscribe and leave a review and visit our site to see extra links and show notes for every episode. Thanks for being part of A Great Big City. Music